Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Don. The most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. You should be your competition's huge problem. This is the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast with Steve Cypress and Everett Fornell. Welcome to another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, the most chaotic, ever-changing, unbelievably changing at all times podcast in the history of podcasting. However, I happen to have with me the ever-unchanging, always awesome, fantastically unbelievable co-host of the millennium, Mr. Everett Fardell. Steve, thank you. You're kind, as always, and I really appreciate it. I got to tell you something. I am so excited. I just hired a new advisor. He's a former Navy SEAL, and he's going to help us go to quote-unquote podcast war with (laughs) Joe Rogan and with (laughs) Tim Ferriss, and we're going to destroy their podcast. He's a demolition expert, and he has never had a conflict that he does not want to absolutely embrace and win. Well, because we're about to sit down in talks with Adam Carolla, and we're going to get him to uh, de-publish his uh, podcast. We insist. Otherwise, yeah, we're going to war. And he's going to pay for he's he's going to pay for it too. He's going to pay for yeah. We're going to build a right wall around our podcast, and Adam Carolla and Joe Rogan are going to pay for it. <laughs> okay, dear listener, we're always having a little fun at the beginning here, but we are in a roundabout way hinting at the topic for this week, the lesson to be learned from Donald Trump, which is his ever-changing, or for anti-Trumpers, the chaotic staff at the White House supporting Donald Trump, specifically the recent changes he's making to his whole international advisory board for defense talks on the verge of an anticipation of going into this historic meeting with the North Korean dictator. And so people are like, oh, you know, he's brought in this the guy with the mustache guy who's like the biggest war hawk <laughs> in the history of war hawks. And I'm like, yeah, but Trump is not a war hawk. And people are like, well, but, you know, he's so susceptible to what anybody tells him and blah, blah, blah. No, you know, they're missing the point, right, Everett? I mean, the point is yeah, well, that Trump well, is I mean, hiring like, a war hawk to advise him, and he's bringing him in to send a message to North Korea, China, Japan, everyone else, that like, hey, you know what? If these talks don't go good and you don't do what we want you to do, maybe we will nuke you, because now we really have our top advisor. Wants, I mean, this guy never met a conflict he didn't want to escalate. I mean, he wants to nuke everybody at all times, and I think that he's only going to be there temporarily through this negotiation period with uh, North Korea, and then he'll be gone and there'll be cries of the chaos again as he's gone in a few months and Trump brings in somebody new who is just right at the right time for the specific role. Yeah, in fairness, John Bolton does make other war hawks look like beatniks, right? I mean, he, he really yeah. is kind of, uh, you know, his solution. What, what did they do? What, what did they say? Let's go invade, invade. He is the war hawks that. war hawk. Yes, indeed. He watched the movie War Games, and he said that's not enough. He said he doesn't like Total global annihilation. No, we've got to escalate that. What about Mars? (laughs) The moon is still fine. Yeah, come on now. But to your point, yes, the Trump administration 
he's running this like you run a business, right? He has a project. He has a challenge. He has something he needs to get done. And he's bringing people on board who can help him do that, strategically choosing who he wants to bring on board. And you don't keep your same person from project to project or from one stage of growth to the next stage of growth. You don't keep the same people around. Now, you may keep them working at the business, but you don't keep, it's very rare that the guy who you start off with is the guy who helps you get to a million dollars and five million and ten million a year in revenue. You right, know, and we've it, talked about the, this before people, right here on this podcast during the campaign where he went through campaign manager after campaign manager to a third campaign exactly. manager, each one for a different stage. When it right. came time exactly. to escalate the campaign from, hey, let's give this a shot and see if anything can happen, and he had a Joe Nobody being his campaign director when he got to like nearing the nomination he brought in a seasoned swamp dwelling career politician to rally around the establishment republicans so they wouldn't revolt and pull a coup at the convention <laughs> right. if people remember there was all that news of, like no we're really going to not do this and blah 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 and paul manafort was brought in to calm that down and like a week after the convention paul manafort is gone and in comes the next pair of campaign directors so each one for a different stage and you see him doing this i believe right now with his whatever these people are technically called his defense contractor uh, advisor whatever they're called I have a feeling they might not be there long they're brought in specifically to send a message to North Korea hey we mean business and yeah you pull one wrong move and we will nuke you right which and I can't believe that- anyone actually believes that I mean I know the anti-Trumpers put it out as if I mean they're not I know a lot of anti-Trumpers, as we've said before in the podcast. I grew up in the Northeast, and every one of my family, and every school I went to, and every one I met, and every one I knew was complete liberal, feminist, social justice, liberal, off the deep end, unhinged, whatever. But they're fairly intelligent. I mean, I, I just, I can't believe, they, there's no way that they really believe that Trump wants to go to nuclear war. The whole idea is to convince the Koreans <laughs> and the Chinese. You're not supposed to fall for it, Mr. American, you idiot. Of course. Trump doesn't want to nuke them. The idea is to convince them, though. And I think that's, if you ask me, that's why he's bringing in the Warhawk. And you mentioned it, Everett, it's the same in a business. So, dear listener, when you have different stages of the business, like Everett said, you have different people in place in different positions. You bring on different advisors, different mentors. So someone that specializes in being a consultant and an advisor to a startup company is often and usually, almost always, not the person you want once you hit the, say, $10 million mark and you want to go go to the next level and go to 50 million, well, that guy who's an expert in how to take a startup to 10 million is not your guy to take it from right. 10 million to 100. It's a completely different situation that you need an entire different team. Exactly. And it's rare, as to use an, uh, an old expression, it's rare tendency to see somebody who starts off and stays relevant and capable and an asset to the business all the way through. By the way, that includes the owner. At some point, as a matter of fact, we were just talking about this in the pre-show, that when you go to outside investments, it's not unusual at all to have the investors, have a, an investment group say, we like your business model, we like what you're doing, but we need to put some professional management in place because you can't manage the business. Now, you can still manage the managers, but you're not managing the business properly, and we're going to run into trouble as we expand. We need to expand into a structure that allows us to hit our income goals rather than trying to build the structure as we 
expand. And the way that you expand into that structure is you find people who have been where you want to go. Have you ever owned a business that done $100 million a year in revenue? I haven't. So if I had a business and that was my goal to hit $100 million a year, obviously I do have a business, but it's not my goal to hit $100 million a year in revenue. But if that were my goal, then I'd go find somebody who has been in a business similar to mine that's hit $100 million a year in revenue, and I would do whatever I could do to bring them aboard as an operating officer so that they could now, we could expand into an existing structure instead of trying to figure it out as we go. Well, um, so those this, are exact calls that I get and introductions that, that I get when investors want to invest in a startup. Somebody has somehow been able to buck the odds and start up their company and get it going, but if they want to bring in investment now and really ramp this thing up and scale it and take it beyond the next level, those investors are not stupid. They're like, we're putting in all this money. There's no way that you and your cousin's uncle's brother who put up your website and your this and that, whatever, <laughs> are staying in charge of all that. You need to bring exactly. in Steve Cypress to be the head of your marketing. And I get those calls. And they're like, you need somebody who really knows what they're doing in marketing. And you see Trump doing that to the non-never-Trumpers, the anti-Trumpers, whatever you want to call them. It's an easy, although disingenuous, criticism to say, oh, there's chaos that he keeps going through people. Well, here, let me ask you this, Everett. I mean, what's the alternative? Dear listener, I mean, did you ask any of these anti-Trumpers or pundits all over the, the media and TV and the blogs and the whatever, like, what's the alternative? So would we rather say Trump has people in place and leading up to this Korean talks or whatever else is going on, he just kept the same person that's been there all along as if that person is the exact right person for every single situation? How is that? <laughs> right. You bring well, in the person for the specific situation. And, you know, the anti-Trumpers who like to say, oh, there's chaos when somebody leaves, weren't there at the beginning no negotiation when Trump sat down with Rex Tillerson and said, here, look, here's the thing. You've got some contacts. You, you've known Putin. You've got some contacts. we got this issue where people think I'm soft on Putin and we're going to go hard at him. So I need someone to get us real quick inside there to the right people so we can get the message across. And you're retiring from Exxon and you're going to cash in your stock shares for like $40 million or whatever it was. And if you come to work for the government, that becomes tax-free. So even though you're only going to make $150,000 a year for this job, you're actually going to cash in like $20 million for doing this. And I just needed to right. stay for like six or nine months or a year or so. And would you right. please do that? And then you can go back to your cushy life in Texas and do whatever you want and hook up with anybody and write a book and, and who knows and do whatever. But will you please do this for a year? The benefit to you will be an extra $20 million in your bank account, not stolen by the federal government in the form of taxes. And so that's what's going on on the front end. We talked last week or a couple weeks about Gary Cohn. Same thing. You know, if you will give up your Goldman Sachs, your cushy life on the Upper East Side and come work in the pit hole of the universe of Washington, D.C. and be crapped on by everybody for one year, please just do it for one year, Gary, just one year. And then, you know, go back to whatever. And I'll go, okay, fine. So to the outside, they can disingenuously call that chaos. But Trump continues to say, look, here's where we are now. We needed the tax cuts put in. We had Gary Cohn. Now we need to get these tariffs and get these individual deals, which you see him now starting to make with all these different countries. We need somebody mm -hmm. in that's on board with that. And as far as the foreign policy, now we need someone on board who's hawkish to scare the crap out of North Korea as we go into these talks that they really think we're serious, and so on and so on and so on. So 
So the alternative is you somehow just keep the same person who was with you from Little Rock, Arkansas for 40 years and you keep them doing everything forever as opposed to, look, we're reaching a new level now. And in business, like you said, Everett, when you're going to reach for a new level, you need a new team, period. You need a new team. Absolutely. And it's a shame because I see, I know you see it too when you deal with the small business owners who you work with, too many of them are not ready to tell their brother-in-law or sister-in-law. They're not ready to tell their cousin. They're not ready to tell their best friend since they were sick. Well, that's one Um, reason they hire me though. Right. Well, but they, they know they, it's the right they, thing, but they're too cowardly to tell their own family members, "Hey, you're out." They bring in me, and I'm like, "Look, right. you're out." Yeah, yeah. If, and they know I'll do the right thing. Exactly. Exactly. So it's still second of all. Very often, that, by the way, issue. that person that needs to be out, like you mentioned earlier, is the business owner, him or herself, who is in exactly. to get started. We've all, if you ever started up a company, which most entrepreneurs have, we understand that we're wearing all kinds of hats and doing all kinds of things ourselves but we know we also need if we haven't read the e-myth by michael gerber or had a consultant or a mentor or somebody can talk some sense to us at least we have a, an intuition a feeling that we need to stop doing everything and relinquish a little control over everything and start getting professionals in and one of the main areas i see this happen in is sales because every entrepreneur at heart is a salesperson otherwise you can't right. start a business if you can't sell i mean a plumber goes out on his own from working for joe's plumbing for 30 years he knows of course he can do plumbing but he can only start his own business if he can get his own customers so he goes out there but then often if the company's growing the business owners i encountered all the time they're still being the sales manager or they're still doing sales themselves and like dude you need to get a sales manager and you need to get out of being the sales manager right. and go do we need this company needs a ceo it needs someone full-time casting the vision running the business, doing what you have to do, doing the PR, doing the hiring, getting the direction of the company going, solving problems on a big end, putting the right team in place. And you can't be bothered with like, hey, uh, you know, Pete, you didn't make your quota by 8%. Uh, you know, let's get that up. Why don't you spend a day with me in the field and we'll go on some sales calls. Like, no, no, dude, no, you need to bring in a sales manager. Exactly. Exactly. And so I, I mean, very you're, often you're exactly it's the right. owner themselves, not to mention the team around them, that all all needs to be changed. Now, in this case, actually, I'll bet there's millions and tens of millions of people, there's no doubt, all across America that agree with what I just said and say, yeah, Trump, see, Trump needs to get out of there and bring somebody in that has experience and knows what they're doing to run this thing. Yeah, well, too bad. There's things in America called elections. And as uh, our last president famously said, elections have consequences. And unfortunately, or fortunately, or no matter what you think, America, you got this guy for the four years. So he's not going anywhere, but you can get him out of the doing of as much as you can of the doing parts of things and put the right team in place at the right time as circumstances evolve. And the worst thing you can do, one of the worst things, is just keep the same team there to go like, well, we don't want chaos, so we'll just keep the same person there all the time no matter what the situation. I mean, by by definition, that just can't make sense. Well, you end up with somebody who was good to start off with, and you end up with the government problem of people rising to the level of their own incompetence. Exactly. Uh, The Peter Principle. And, you know, I've seen that. I don't. I bet he's still not coaching. I don't follow up. But there was this guy, a college basketball coach named Larry Brown, and this uh-huh. guy was famous for being fantastic with young kids, with the fresh.
freshman. So he would switch teams like every two, three, four years. He just went from team to team to team as opposed to these college coaches that are at the same school for 40 years. And right. the players come and go, but that coach is the same. No, this guy, they knew. This, this coach has to move around because when he's new and fresh is when he can turn things around and put something new in place. Once he's been around a little while, then he can't do what works for him, which is put something new in place. So he's got to move on to something right. else. And he went to the pros and he totally failed. I think he was a coach in the pros for like a week. They're like, no, you can't coach <laughs> professionals who actually know what they're doing and won't listen to you and you're not their superior. They're all making 10 times your income and they all know what they're doing and they're, they've all been around and they're 10-year veterans and they're not listening to you. So back to college where you belong and even back Back to coaching all freshmen. Well, it's the same thing. There were specialists in business at all different areas mm-hmm. and all different stages. And it behooves you, dear listener, as the owner of the business, to have the right team, the right board of directors, the right consultants, the right coaches, the right managers to lead you in that direction of these key hiring, firing, moving people around personnel decisions so that ideally you can always have the right person in each job for the right current situation. And now as a benefit to the, you know, the beauty of being a small business owner is unlike being president of the United States, you're not under a microscope, so you're not going to be called out in your local newspaper and TV and media for the chaos going on in your business. You're just going to make the changes so that you always have the best person for each job in place at all times. And like Everett said, you don't have to be rude and rough and fire everybody. If they want to stay, you move them around to something else. You see Trump doing that too. He moved this person from this, you know, what he moved the guy who was from the home land thing to the chief of staff and the guy goes from this to the that and this to that but if they want to leave then you let them leave but the key is get the right team in place so cry out loud right right now we would be remiss not to mention the advanced tip this week this is a solid tip the advanced tip this week takes it to a next level so make sure to go to the website lessons learned from donald trump.com it's 100 free you can get the advanced tip absolutely free You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure to go listen to the rest of the episodes and get our advanced tip of the week by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time, unless you like being a loser. Some people do. Trust me.